Greetings, and welcome to the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. I love the power glove. It's so bad. No! I feel the need. The need for speed. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Dead or alive, you are coming with me. Look I what you did, you little jerk. Murdoch. I'm coming to get you. Get busy living. Or get busy dying. You are next. And the thing is, after all these years, I still look back with wonder. Hello and welcome once again to Save by Nostalgia. We are rolling down the hill with our Save by the Bell analysis. Clint Schweitzer alongside Noah Groninger here. And we are about to embark on our latest journey, which is episode four of Saved by the Bell. That is The Gift. And of course, it originally aired September 8th, 1989. Noah, by this time, Saved by the Bell um, statistics show that it was watched by 50% of all teenage girls across America. That's insane. By episode four. Well, I mean, you've got you've got AC Slater, you've got Zach. Uh, I think I know why the, all the women were watching, tuning in for the muscles and Zach's hair and him going after Kelly, the sly games that they would play. They wanted to learn what to avoid and the schemes they have to avoid uh, when they go to high school. And they've got to stay away from guys like Zach Morris, uh, unless you just like the good looks and you're okay with all the scheming that he does uh, to work his way into your heart. Yeah, this is, uh, you know, kind of the first one that we see Screech as, um, as really a, a big comic foil in an episode. Um, you got Screech hit by lightning, and afterwards he has the ability to see the future, which Zack and Slater use, of course, to their advantage. Zack uses his power <laughs> to place bets with Slater. It finally uh, ca- happens when Zack makes a bet. Uh, he would get an A on the history exam, but Screech's power wears off, and he failed letting down his friends, especially Kelly, that he had kind of promised to get her an A on that midterm. Screech's powers fail, and they did does not happen at the hands of terrible Testaverde, the, the mere name, you know, you know, it just evokes fear in the spirits of all students that walk the hallowed halls of Bayside High. We'll begin with the British actions between 1763 and 1775 that led to discontent among the colonists. First of which was the proclamation of 1763 forbidding settlement on all lands west of the Appalachians, followed by the Quartering Act of 1765 forcing covenants to house and beat the British troops, followed by the Stamp Act of 1765 ordering covenants to buy stamps from the British, followed by more taxes in 1767 on the first paper, leading to colonists riding the streets of Boston, throwing snowballs at British soldiers, shouting, you lobster, you bloody vacuum coward, leading to the Boston Massacre, leaving three British colonists dead in the streets. It is that was played by John Moshita Jr. You might uh, know him from the Micro Machines commercials. Uh, he's also uh, got a YouTube video out there you might want to check out. Uh, he sings Billy Jean. He says all the lyrics to the entire Billie Jean song in 20 seconds. The fastest talking man on the planet. He's got Guinness World of World Records, and he's ruining these kids' lives at Bayside by reciting the questions that they need to know for the test, but saying them too fast. They cannot keep up. Uh, but you're talking about how Screech gets hit by lightning and Zack and Slater are trying to take advantage of him. What doesn't make to, sense to me is that Zack's lost three in a row to Slater, and they make a fourth bet about having to throw a water balloon at the next person. The next person is Screech, and Zack says he cannot throw the water balloon. He can't do it. He can't throw it at his best friend. But does that make sense? Zack uses Screech at every turn to try and get Kelly's locker. Then he has to sit next to him in class and rolls his eyes because he doesn't want to be sitting next to Screech. But this doesn't make sense. He won't throw a water balloon. That's where Zack draws the line, throwing a water balloon at his best friend. That's where the line is drawn in the sand, and he will not cross it. 
Well, it's good that at least we see a moment where there's some compassion for the Screech character, and maybe that's something that stands out here. Uh, and I, I think this is a really good episode, actually. It, it, again, it features Screech, and he the moment where he gets hit by lightning, and you have the hilarious scene of him coming off of the Zach's roof with his hair, you know, all afroed out as if he'd been struck <laughs> by lightning, and it's just kind of a funny moment. And kind of, you know, Screech at this point is still kind of kind of a lovable, you know, sidekick of a friend. He he is not the complete imbecile that he becomes later in the show, and uh, this episode is kind of featured around him and it's kind of kind of has some memorable moments and i think this is a good one um of course um at the end of it zach gets an f uh, on this mid history midterm and they kind of uh, another funny moment of course features zach um scheming uh, john machida's character uh, mr testaverde into staying home he tells him that there's been a flood he's uh, stay home it's not safe here and then and then mr testaverde comes running in saying that he dabbles in plumbing on the side he's here to help and in, in turn foils the gang's plans of cheating the uh, uh the, the midterm you know stuff we can all relate to from high school i think we had similar memories of that oh absolutely but the one thing i don't understand mr belden comes in he reads the three questions okay that zach has prepared for and that he tricked Mr. Belding into reading by saying that there was the flood and Testaverde uh, couldn't come into school. But uh, then he calls Mr. Belding and says, Mr. Testaverde, I'm him. I have laryngitis. I can't come in. So Zach thinks he has it one. But then Mr. Testaverde comes in and he reads the real three questions that are supposed to be on the midterm, right? Unfortunately for the writers, or maybe it's an Easter egg that you're trying to find, one of the questions that Mr. Testaverde reads is, one of the original questions that Mr. Belding reads that uh, Zach and Screech and all the girls prepared for. So how does Zach get an F minus when he studied for one of the questions that Mr. Turdy Testaverde actually does give? It doesn't make sense to me. This show, I just can't watch it anymore, Clint. Just it all falls apart for me right there. Yeah, it, it's funny. Maybe it was an Easter egg. Maybe it's something, you know, that you always see a lot of lack of continuity. And there's just another a little nugget of a moment. Um, in that episode, but uh, it was cool to see John Machida in there. I think he's, um, I think he's a really co cool character actor. Did a really good job in this episode. And kind of like I always say that shows like this and and maybe the Wonder Years are great at like seeing these situations from the eyes of of a teenage kid. So. You know, when you're a teenage kid and your teacher, maybe he doesn't really talk that way. He doesn't really talk that fast in real life. But like on on this show, the way the kids see it, he talks fast. They can't understand him. They cannot even imagine getting a good grade on this midterm because it's just the, from a mind of a teenager. I think that's kind of one way to look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just one kind of line that I liked from the episode that kind of stood out to me was uh, after Zach lost his fifth bet to Slater, lost his radio when he was trying to uh, get Slater's bomber jacket. Slater walks up the stairs and Zach TTC to the camera, talks to the camera, says, you know, I really find him lacking as a person. <laughs> so that was a good one for me. I love, yeah, Zach breaking the the fourth wall is always, I, I think that's a cool part of the show that always stands out to me. And by this time, you know, do, you, do you feel like the show is hitting any kind of a stride? I mean, we've done the first three episodes of Saved by the Bell. This is our fourth one here on the Saved by Nostalgia podcast. The uh, first three episodes are available in the archive. We've got executive producer Peter Engel um, sharing some stories on those, those first few episodes. We're going to have him coming back, of course, to do some more as the show goes on. That's a really cool thing about this podcast. We're going to be uh, talking with Troy Froman, who plays Ox, coming up in later episodes. That's what you get here. Uh, but do you feel like the show is hitting any kind of a stride at this point? Is it kind of starting, you know, as you watch it again, obviously this is a show we've watched a, a lot growing, you know, growing up and as adults. But when you, you start hitting a stride or is, it just, is season one still kind of just, I don't know, kind of kind of random and hit and miss for you? I think you nailed it on the head there. It's random. It's hit and miss. 
Uh, they're still kind of trying to figure out what they want and where the show's going to go and what they want from each character uh, and kind of the plots that work and don't work and the pops that uh, certain scenes and uh, people together in the show kind of make the audience uh, ooh and awe. And so I, there's some strong episodes. There's some not strong episodes. I still think they're trying to figure their way uh, through this thing and kind of work their way to gaining that stride. So this one, uh, kind of final review as we sort of wrap up here on the episode, The Gift. Again, that aired um, September 8th, 1989. It was the uh, fourth episode that ever aired. It is the uh, the fourth uh, episode of the Save My Nostalgia podcast as well. Of course, we started with the show's pilot, went out a little order. So if you're still watching along with us, we are, of course, on episode four. And we're going to be going mostly in order from here on out. You know, we'll see that there's some episodes that are kind of really out of order later on in, in later season, but we'll get to that. Um, final review of this one, I, th I think it's a, a thumbs up nostalgic episode, man. I, I, I love the, the Testaverde stuff. You've got Jack playing the hijinks, um, you know, with the uh, the flood. And then um, then they call Belding, pretending to be Mr. Testaverde and talking fast. And I just love Zach pulling off those kind of schemes. And, and I, I thought this is a thumbs up one for me. I like this episode. Yeah, this is one where they definitely hit and... Uh would kind of take things from and trying to gain their stride later on. Uh, definitely love Terrible Testaverde. John Moshita is great. Uh, I wish he would be in more episodes. Uh, and just like you said, uh, just Screech getting hit by lightning, trying to, uh, at one point, Zach is on his cell phone trying to play the ponies with Screech's powers, <laughs> trying to figure out when it opens, when he can get his money down on some ponies. And uh, just later on, uh, Screech still passes the test somehow, and Zach's wondering out how, how he did it. And he said, oh, you cheated, you studied. And so Screech just studied everything, and Zach just banks on those three questions. That is the gospel, and that's all I'm studying. And, of course, he gets the F-. minus. But, yeah, this is absolutely a strong episode for me. All the characters, you really care about their storyline and what's going on. Uh, the girls come in. Uh, they're threatening Zach if they don't uh, get A's on this test. And uh, it was just a strong one for me. I love Mr. Testaverde, Mr. Belding, uh, working in here with Testaverde in this. And uh, you always call me George. You always call me Richard. And so that's how they figured out it was Zach. And, of course, his cell phone rings at the very second. Uh, so they bust him there. This is always an episode that I would get confused uh, kind of in my mind and my memory with uh, the one that's going to be coming up here later this season where um, – they try to play off Screech as being an alien to like a, you know, a UFO specialist <laughs> from Washington. And I always kind of, cause you know, you got the moment in that where he's like playing radio stations and stuff on in his, from in his mouth. And like, I always kind of get those two mixed up. It's like Screech hit by lightning and Screech an alien. It's like something about those kind of remind me of each other. And I'll, I'll be, you know, look forward to going more in depth on that one later on. But Absolutely. this one, this one hits for us. Uh, I guess we both agree on that. And guys, you know, we, this show, this is, this show is such a part of the fabric of our lives. We are going back through and we are ambitiously going back and retro reviewing every single episode of, of Saved by the Bell, all 86 episodes. And then we're going to do, by God, the college years. We're not going to stop there. So be sure you uh, hit us up, guys. Our podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Spotify. If you have a smartphone, you have this podcast, be sure to share it with your friends. Let us know what you think. What do you want more of? What do you want? Uh, what movies do you want us to do? We're going to be doing a lot of shows and a lot of movies coming up, Noah. So we're just now getting started. This has been a blast so far and fully immersed into Saved by the Bell. I know that I'm ready to take my brick phone to work with me on Monday. And I know you are as well, man. This has been fun. Oh, it absolutely has. We love all the interaction. Keep it coming. Let us know, like Clint said, anything you want us to cover, reach out and we'll do it for you. Make sure you search Saved by Nostalgia on all of the social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're there and we want to hear from you. We'll see you then.